Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Grey Hour, hosted by yours truly, Jay. And I believe this is episode 10 for us, which is really good, and I believe this is just fantastic. So, right now, we're currently in October. Spooky season. I love spooky season. Halloween is one of the best times of the year for me, besides my birthday and Christmas. Christmas is just an amazing holiday. But besides all that, um, we're welcoming another guest with us today for episode 10. She's a Bostonite, and she'll be talking about her experiences with poetry and art. And so I want you guys to hold on and stay tuned for our esteemed guest. She'll be joining us momentarily, actually, which is pretty weird. Um, no, no, not the guest is weird, but like just the coincidence of her being from Boston. Because literally before we spoke, I went to Boston, um, I believe about two weeks ago, just for a one day trip. And I think I might, like, I just might do a, a podcast episode about my experience in Boston, which, it was really nice. It was nice to get out of the city to be in another city. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it was just nice to be out of New York for a while and experience Boston. Boston was really nice. It was quite an experience. Um, nothing, like, mind-blowing happened, you know, but it was just nice to be in a different environment. And uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I might just do that. A one uh, an episode of uh, my experience in Boston, and I'll be doing these one day trips a lot more frequently now because I just want to get out of New York and experience something different for a day, or maybe the weekend. Who knows? The sky's the limit with these things. But um, uh, I'll be talking more about that experience in another podcast episode. But like I said, we'll be joined with a fellow Bostonite. No, I'm not a Bostonite. She's a she's a Bostonite. <laughs> we'll be joined with by a fellow Bostonite who will be talking about her relationship with poetry and uh, guys hold on to your socks um she will be joining us pretty soon so stay tuned hello hi hey okay so I can... how how's it sound on your end does it sound clear does it sound yeah. okay excellent so how's it going it's good. I'm just in the middle of trying to do a midterm for a class, but I needed to take a break. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why didn't you say something? You could have done this later. No, no, it's totally fine. I just, I like, I need a break from it. It's take home and it's not super stressful and it's open book. So it's kind of like, oh my I, goodness. Yeah. Do I dare? Yeah. So I'm in grad school for mental health counseling and behavioral medicine. So this is my research methods class. <laughs> Ew. I know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> said like research my methods. <laughs> oh my, I, I remember I used to work in Sydney Downstate and that's all we used to do was research methods and I, nope. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it had its ups and downs, but we're not talking about school right now. We're yeah. to decompress from school. <laughs> but how have you been? How's your day going? It's Tell us a little bit about you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, where do I start? I just moved to Boston. That's nice. Three months ago, so I got here like a month, be- month and a half before classes started, just to get adjusted. Um, mm-hmm. Really love it here. I'm in Florida, like in a small beach town. Oh, uh, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so you're always in the in like the warm season, no matter what. Yeah. Although I did move to Pennsylvania last year, so I kind of did have my experience with winter, but it's not like as extreme as Boston. So I'm a bit terrified. <laughs> <laughs> It is cold. It is extremely cold. Even when it was hot, it was still cold. Because when I went there like three weeks ago, I still had to like wear my jacket. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? This is very confusing weather. 
oh yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> oh my goodness but um i'm sorry i cut you off i'm sorry no no totally fine um yeah so i did a program um in florida called fau high so i actually started college when i was 15 <laughs> nice yeah and i graduated with my bachelor's in biology um when i was 19 and i originally wanted to go to medical school but i decided against that for a lot of reasons um and i personal took- reasons i'm guessing or just like yeah no just okay I mean, i'm still deciding like whether that's a possibility in my future but because i was so young i was like i need to do a master's degree and like gotcha um but the main thing I've been trying to decide between is, like, whether I want to prescribe meds or not. Oh. Yeah, so I've just been trying to, like, battle between that and, like, just figuring out, like, where I fit into the system. <laughs> so, so let's, so, so you now, do you want to prescribe meds now? Yeah, right now, I am not sure. <laughs> so right now, you're just, like, it's totally undecided. Yeah, just because, like, I am realizing with this program, it's very liberal arts-based. And since my background's in bio, it's, like, it's been a huge change. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, just because everything was very fact-based, and even though there's always exceptions in bio, it's still kind of like, okay, I know that, like, if X and Y happens and Z is going to happen. Right. But, you know, with clients, there's people. people gotcha. No, no, no. Yeah, it's kind of like there is no formula to use, and it's been kind of scary. <laughs> so you're fairly young. Yeah, yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, is- 20. You're 20? Yep. <laughs> Jesus, so you graduated college at 19. Oh, my God, you must be a genius. I don't think of it like that. I hear that a lot, and I actually, like, despise that. It's okay, though. Um, Sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. It just it just sounds amazing to me. I think that's awesome. Every school should implement high school and college classes so, together. <laughs> you would think. Very grateful for the program because college was paid for for me. Like, I didn't have to pay for books. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, and I'm here like I'm at an incredible program at BU Med like I'm very thankful for my opportunities I've had but like socially you know in the beginning it was rough and I feel like anyone who goes through the program kind of screws you up a little bit really oh like, my god I'm sorry yeah yeah just because like I feel like it, when you're 15 like they're telling you you need to pick what you want to do for the rest of your life and like you're with college students and it's just- right <laughs> it's like I, could, I don't even know what candy I want right now yeah so like it was a lot I mean it definitely was challenging but at the end of the day like I'm grateful for it like I said Um, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it like being implemented into like programs everywhere no 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 okay I was just saying maybe I don't know (laughs) if people wanted to do that they could do it you know yeah yeah if you want to yeah want to I wouldn't force kids into that because you know I don't know they'd be like well I don't know what I want to do I'm like I know yeah (laughs) sure and even then like I was like so set on wanting to be a vet initially actually a vet yeah so what happened yeah so I went to a program like at Cornell University and um girl you keep telling me all these wonderful things (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you're you're Uh, a human genius look at that my grandfather went there for undergrad and law so it was kind of like okay like I know they have a top vet school let's go check it out because he loved it so much so I went there and then um, I just, I don't know, I like sat down in class and they were like, okay, so a like dog comes in and needs a surgery, but the like dog's owners can't afford it. Are you going to do it pro bono or are you going to not be able to pay your rent? And I was like, oh no. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And around that time I had to, like when I got back, I actually had to um, put my dog down. So that was really hard for me. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh my like, God. That's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay, but, like, she's in a better place. So I'm okay with it. I'm at peace. But, okay. 
Yeah, but no, I just think it was a lot of that kind of came together, and I was like, all right, I love anime so much mm-hmm. that I just don't want to do <laughs> Like, I want to use them as, like, therapy animals and, like, incorporate them into therapy. Oh, nice. But, yeah, so that's, like, that's what I'm still trying to decide, too. Like, do I want to open my own practice one day and, like, do that and, like, do – I have this idea of, like, um, creative counseling, mm-hmm. individualized and bringing in people – but like if people like poetry or art music animals like whatever they want we can bring in to help them and like speed up their treatment nice so this kind of ties into what we're talking about yeah. today a lot i like how you i like how you did that right there yeah time. so <laughs> let's talk about you as a poet as an artist we got yeah. the we got the logistics of you being academic wise like you're, you're set academic like academically you're you're good let's yeah. talk about the artist Let's talk about the artist. Yeah. So I started writing when I was 15, kind of just as a way to, like, get out how I'm feeling. Because I'm the kind mm-hmm. of person who I've always been really overwhelmed with, like, my thoughts and emotions. I have anxiety. So like, mm-hmm. always, my brain's always going all over the place. Gotcha. And so it kind of started as a way for me to, like, get what was going on in my head onto paper. Like, get it out. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I think what I really like about it is I kind of, like, I grew up in an unstable environment. So... I've always felt like a need for control, which is frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. But the thing I really love is that I can turn like stuff that's happened to me, like something maybe it's sad or like just difficult, and I can have control over that and like how I turn it into art mm-hmm. and make it beautiful in a way. So I have control over that. But mm-hmm. no, I just, yeah, it's just really special to me. It's just been a way I've dealt with things like my since I was fifteen. So. I don't know. I love it. (laughs) No, you love it. It's it's awesome. So how has poetry molded you to the person you are today? Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what about poetry draws you? I know you said it's about control and you're able to jot down everything onto paper. Can you remember the first piece of poetry you've written? Oh, boy. (laughs) I know it's a lot of questions. Answer whatever, whichever question you feel comfortable with, of course. I'm trying to think of, like, what the first thing I ever wrote was. Oh, my God. I I know that's so long ago. So, no, no, it's okay. I actually, I think I'm remembering now. So, I think the first, like, final piece I had was the poem I wrote called Intermediate Shade. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, it was about this guy that I really liked back then. But mm-hmm. I now that I, like, when I go over it again, I can be related to so many things. And my parents, too. And I think maybe it was actually, like, it alludes to something else going on with the relationship with my parents. But mm-hmm. I was, like, unaware of it at the time. But it's just kind of this idea that, like, so I don't think in black and white. And, like, my mom has a disorder where, like, like BPD, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, I don't I have it. Can you okay. explain that one? Yeah, it's borderline personality disorder. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she was never, like, formally diagnosed with it. But, like, my therapists have basically, based on what I've told them, have been, like, I'm pretty sure she has it. Like, clearly this is how she's impacted you. It makes sense. So, anyhow, she, like, cannot think in black and white mm. at all. And I found, like, that people I meet like that who think in black and white, I'm like, I just don't relate to that. Because I think that there's so much more person and, like, people are just so complex. Right. So, I, the poem is basically about that and, like, taking my thoughts on that, putting it down and saying, like, the, the last line is, like, I'm an intermediate state and you'll never admit that, that like, intermix. That's interesting. So, yeah so that was the first one and like I don't know I just kind of it felt so good to have that down and I think it was kind of like it just hooked me in and I kept writing 
I mean, initially, my other, like, when I started, my poems weren't that great. <laughs> no. <laughs> the time, I've gotten better at it and, like, harnessing my emotions to okay. art. So that's good. So it's safe to say the poetry and writing has been your backbone, has been your piece where you could just, it's your safe zone. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word for it. Safe. So that's, that's good to hear. A lot of people I've spoken to who start off, as, uh, start off with writing or poetry, they always say that poetry is their safe zone, it's their comfort zone, it's where no one can really tell them or, or really get into that private space. Now, let's talk about your private space. Is there a certain time or a certain inspiration that you need, or do you just write when you write? Yeah, so it just it depends, honestly. So I, I'm trying to think how to explain it. <laughs> no, no, take your time. <laughs> Um, I think it just comes like based on events that have happened and I do draw a lot from my past. Mm-hmm. Um, not to like dwell on it, but just to try to like move on from it. Right. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like where a lot of it comes from. And when I first started writing, a lot of it was just kind of like about my feelings like towards people like in my high school and college program because you know, you're battling like both at the same time. It was crazy. So it was like trying to cope with that I and see. my relationship with people. And then as I got older and stuff started, like, what was going on, and I felt, like, very trapped at home. So the writing helped me to feel less trapped in a way. Right. Um, And so it started becoming about my parents. And then I met my boyfriend when I was at Cornell about three and a half years ago. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that was another piece that kind of added to my inspiration because he's really been like my rock um and just kind of I draw from like my feelings and just kind of like what's going on around me and how it makes me feel because you know saying earlier I'm the type of person who like feels a lot (laughs) right no 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 that makes sense I feel a lot of artists they they feel a lot they just don't know how to express express I can't really hear you right now you kind of oh can you hear me better no no oh my goodness how about now no not really not at all. Oh my God, no! I think it's the rain. Jesus, it's raining in New York. Okay, give me one second. Okay. Any any little bit better? Um, not really. Okay, so let's take a quick a quick break, and we'll give me two seconds to figure this out. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Thanks much. Right. Yeah, no problem. Hello. Hi. Hey. Okay. How was that short break? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. You enjoyed your break. Are you ready for some more questions? Ready. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm sorry about that. I don't know. It's so weird. I think it's just the rain in New York. I don't know what it is. I I don't think, I don't know. Sorry about that again. (laughs) Um, where were we before we had to take our very abrupt break? About, I think, was it about my last poem? Maybe. Maybe. Intermediate shit, right? Intermediate shade. Okay, I think we're talking. Shame, shame. Shade, not shade. <laughs> shade? Yeah, shade. Shade, so I was right. Shade. Okay, oh, I heard. I heard shit first. <laughs> I'm like, shame. I'm like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> and I started second guessing myself. I'm like, maybe I, I'm hearing things. Maybe my old ears are not what they used to be. <laughs> Okay, so I think my next question is going to be about, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about your poetry, because I know your poetry is really based on your past. So how much, are you, are you comfortable talking about that, your past at all? I'm sorry? 
Oh no, is it happening again? Okay. Now it's okay. Now it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. Are you comfortable talking about your past? Yeah, no, I don't mind. Um, okay. <laughs> like I said, you don't have to go if if you're like, hey Jay, that's a um, I'm a hard passing on that question. If it's totally fine, just let me know. But um, I know a lot of your poetry talks a lot about your past and your relationship with your parents. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, um, let's talk about your relationship with your parents. How was it? And um, yeah, how did it affect um, you today? Yeah. So. I grew up having, like, actually an amazing childhood because I grew up with my grandmother up until the time I was eight, and mm-hmm. my parents divorced when I was a baby, so uh, my mom went back to school so she could support me, but we were living with my grandmother, and I really consider her to be kind of, like, more of a mom to me than my mom was, like, during this time, but mm-hmm. it was amazing, um, but then she passed away from cancer, and um, well, before that happened, my mom um, got remarried. So we moved out and we um, moved to this house. And I did not really like my ex stepdad, not my favorite person. Um, mm. Abusive to my mom, sometimes to me. Oh. Um, nothing too crazy, although he like physically tried to hurt her one time and me one time. But anyway, she oh, got rid of him. was gone. <laughs> like, she, was, like, she got rid of him. Good. Yeah, like after a couple of years. Um, but then, like, so we moved when I was eight, and then my grandmother passed away when I was nine. And my mom and her were very close. And so I think things started kind of unraveling, like, after she passed away. And then, like, their marriage fell apart. And my mom just became, like, very, very depressed. And she got hit by a car. Like, there are so many things that happened. And, like, just in her life in general. And she struggles from an eating disorder, too. Um, so, yeah, so that was, food was really challenging for me, and I'm still, like, recovering from one. I mean, it, like, binge eating disorder, it doesn't, it's not as bad as it used to be, because I got a lot of therapy for it, um, and Mm -hmm. treatment, but, you know, there's periods, it doesn't ever really go away, and my mom will make comments to me all the time about my weight, and it's because that's all she knows, and I've worked a lot on, like, blocking it out, but you know, it used to be really, really hard. Um, and I think, like, BPD is something that, like, develops over time in response to a trauma or neglect. And my aunt, ha- like, is diagnosed with BPD and bipolar 1. Oh, my so, goodness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my mom grew up with that and, like, with my aunt trying to commit suicide multiple times and felt like all of my grandmother's attention was on my aunt. So my mom really felt neglected, and her father passed away like seven. So a lot of stuff there, and um, so I think that's kind of like what did it. And so because of her BPD, like it really impacted me and my ability to, I guess, like see things a certain way. Like for a long time, I thought that you could only experience one emotion at a time. Right. Because when she was happy, she would be singing around the room, dancing up and down. And then, like, when she was angry, she would rage. And it was terrifying. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, banging on doors, throwing things, like, literally acting like a child. And then when she was sad, she would just sit and wallow and cry and say how everyone hated her and stuff like that. So it was very unstable. And I just kind of thought that, like, so it was really hard because when I got my first boyfriend, we, he would get upset at me about something, like something little. And I would be like, oh, you're upset at me? That means you can't love me at the same time. 
Right. So that really is like the main way I would say it impacted me. Um, but what's hard too is like my need for con- like wanting to have control comes from that too because and it sucks. It's like I want to be able to help my mom, but at the end of the day, she's an adult. Like I can't make her see that there's a problem. I can't make her get help. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, exactly. And I've told her before. I've written her letters. It, but the issue is that with BPD, like, it's almost – I've heard it being described as, like, you're wearing, like, thin armor. And it's, like, emotional third-degree burns, basically. Um, so it's kind of like if I tell her there's something – like, not something wrong with her, just that they're you know, facing a challenge and that her mm-hmm. life could be if she was to accept it help, then she just – she can't admit that because nothing can be wrong with her because then that would right. kind of get – I don't know, it would strip her of the, like, thin layer of armor she left, and then she would have nothing. Right. So, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, my dad is a functional alcoholic. Oh, my God. So there's yeah, a lot yeah. of trauma on both ends. Oh, yes. So, like... Not, but maybe trauma's not the right word. A lot of, um... Okay, I, I, I don't know another no, word right it, now. it is the right word. I would describe... I'm sorry. It. No, it's okay. I would describe it as trauma. Like, not necessarily the fact that, like, they're this way but just the things that have happened because it happens yes yes. and how they act their behaviors um my mom like one time got so like drunk and she took a painkiller too at the same time and this was like two nights before my college graduation and then actually sorry night before my college graduation two nights before I moved to Pennsylvania and she like literally went insane on me over something so tiny like I got gas in my car and didn't let my dad pay for it that was literally it <laughs> so oh my God. yeah and then she like literally tried to crack a bottle over my head and tried to prevent me from like leaving the apartment so it's like stuff like that and it's like your mom or your parents are supposed to be people who keep you safe and right. so I'm grappling with that like I don't feel safe around her and um she'll use a lot of guilt trip and manipulation and try to gaslight me and be like oh no you're imagining that or this is your fault so now she's like thinking about coming for Christmas and she was like, and I told her a million times I'm not coming home because I'd have no means of escape because I sold my car. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where I was like, look, like I don't feel comfortable with that. And she'll keep pushing, pushing and be like, no, you have to come home. Your grandfather's 98. He's going to die. You're never going to see him again. Like <laughs> really. Oh my goodness. A lot of, a lot of guilt trip. A lot of oh, guilt trip. Sure. And then she's like, oh, I booked my ticket. I'm coming to see you for five days. And I'm like, great. I haven't seen her in a while. So I'm like, I don't, I, it's, it's very hard, like, just to sit with that and be like, okay, I know this isn't good for me, but there's nothing I can do to stop it. Mm, so, I understand. That, yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. But that's like how I would say it's impacted me mostly. And like, yeah, I don't really know how to like deal with that other than like my writing and writing. <laughs> than writing (laughs) so I see why you've turned to to writing and remember this is a judgment free zone I'm not here judging I'm just listening if you hear me quiet I'm just listening to you okay (laughs) so don't ever don't ever take that as me judging you I don't want you to think that I'm I'm just listening I'm absorbing okay good like I know how the okay (laughs) okay good 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 I'm just absorbing everything it's just that um I see why you've turned to writing I know um people I've spoken to in the past who have turned to writing as a coping mechanism Mm-hmm. have been through something I, I don't I don't like to compare people's trauma because it's, it's always on different levels but people who have been through something traumatic always turn to writing yeah so I, I I get it I understand it um wholesale and 
which brings me into, into the other question. So during these periods of time, when did you realize that maybe writing is for you? Maybe that you weren't a poet. So yeah. I, I, know you start, I know you started when you were 15, but when you were like, hey, let me try this out. Let me, let me see how this works. Yeah. So when I first started writing, I actually showed my mom a couple poems before I knew anything was like wrong. And she was like, yeah, okay, like, you know, these aren't that great. Like, she just, you know, kind of put me down on it. And I don't know, like, for a while, I also noticed that, like, what I was, what was coming out was stuff that was very, like, depressing. And this is, like, I was misdiagnosed with major depressive disorder. I have some form of bipolar. We don't know what it is yet. Of course, it's in my DNA. But um, anyhow, I was, like, misdiagnosed with that originally and but that was when I was like really realizing like okay I you know suffer from depressive episodes and I just did not know that at the time and so like the scary stuff was coming out and I think it scared the crap out of me I was like Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with this um what's going on like why am I not normal and so I kind of stopped for a while and then um last year during my gap year I was going through a lot like I switched a bunch of jobs I got fired from one and then I started this is like when I started noticing like okay I do obviously there's something more going on here and um so then I went back to my doctor and I was like the antidepressant you gave me is great for my anxiety but it's not doing anything for my depression um and he was like okay let's try another one so I tried another SSRI and that triggered like this massive hypomanic episode (laughs) Um, which is common for people who actually do have bipolar and were misdiagnosed. So that like triggered this huge episode. And I was like, I'm, I just started writing again. (laughs) It's crazy. I don't know how else to like explain. It just kind of happened. And yeah, this one night I, my neighbors were over and I was just feeling really lonely. My boyfriend was out of town and I just got so drunk. And then the next, like, I had work the next morning at 9 a.m., but in my mind, like, there were no consequences. It was totally fine. So I go into work where I work with people who have autism, and I'm hungover, and they got so angry at me. (laughs) And I just kind of did not know why I could not have controlled that or why I didn't have insight into why that would not be a good idea. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, wrote this poem called Drunk. And that was, like, my first one where I just, like, really started again with it. And, um, yeah, since then, like, it's just been coming out and pouring out. (laughs) That's good, though. So later on in the, and when we're taking another break, I would really like you to, if you don't mind, do a spoken word piece of one of your poems. If you feel comfortable doing that. Oh, did, I, sorry, like, it cut out a little bit. It cut off again, right? See, oh my goodness, it's a weather also, just so you know, my phone is at 9% right now, and I need to actually run out and get, like, buy a new charger. Um, or no, no. So I might, like, if my phone dies, I apologize, and I'll, like, let you know as soon as Just <laughs> let me know. Like, like I said, we'll take another, I don't know, hour break, and you let me know when you're back. Okay. So unless yeah. you want to cut it, do another break, let me know. Okay. Um, no, is I that mean, cool? Yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, I'm fine until my phone dies. I just need to go. Okay. Back. I'll just hear the, the click, and I'll be like, oh, yep. there she goes. She'll Sorry. be back later, folks. I, I left my phone charger at my friend's house. I left at his house last night, and I, I no, have, no. like, really bad ADD symptoms, too, like, that have been getting worse over time. So no, no. Um, I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't apologize. I, it's okay. It happens to the bus. It's totally fine. How about okay. that? Totally fine. 
Thank you. When I when I hear the click, I'll be like, okay, she'll call us back. She'll let us know when she's ready. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I guess one of the big takeaways is what would you like your audience to take away from your writing? Yeah, I just, I know that sometimes not everyone goes through the same experiences and it can be hard to relate. Like, you have an amazing relationship with your parents, but I feel like I write about a lot of different <laughs> topics and that I just like when people are able to take something from it and like it make them feel less alone. Right. Because I have a friend, like, I was just, I experienced, like, a situation about, like, two months ago, um, and my friend went through something very similar, mm-hmm. but, like, and then and I had another friend who went through something that was very different, but yet, with the way I wrote the poem, they both took different meanings from it, and mm-hmm. they both could relate to it, and I made both of them cry, <laughs> apparently. Oh, my goodness. So it sounded like, oh, and they were like, no, it's a good thing, like, it was, like, because I could feel the emotion behind it. And, like, that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to move people. Move people. By yeah. through your work, through your experiences. Let them know they're not alone. That, that sounds good stuff to me. Yeah. I mean, so so what? Have you been going to open mics and going to, yeah, to d- so different I, sessions? Yeah. I actually went and, like, went to my first one last, this past Wednesday. Um, good. Yeah. So that was awesome. I was so scared. Like I've been meaning to go since I got here because there's a bookstore called Trident that's like around the corner for me. And it's my mm-hmm. favorite ever. <laughs> but I knew that they had like open mic nights and I was like, hey, I want to go. But I just kind of chickened out because I don't like talking in front of large groups of people. Uh-huh. Like with a microphone. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to pass. And then the next month I was like, I'm going to pass again. And then this month I was like, my, my friend was like, no, I'm going to go with you. And I was like, okay. I mean, he ended up being, like, he missed me by 10 seconds, but it's all right. It was the fact, like, I don't know. I just was, like, kind of was held responsible (laughs) for, like, meeting this person who was, like, running, like, from work to come meet me. (laughs) So I went, and it actually was amazing. So I love the supportive community and the fact that people, I literally heard people just go, damn. And those little, like, remarks are just like, okay, like, you relate somehow, or, like, you think it's good, and it was just validation. Okay. So what changed this time? So what what made you... I know your friend dragging you was yeah. probably one of the, the catalysts for making you go. But but what, what made you change? What made you get up there? Yeah. So I think what's been really hard for me right now is like... So when I first got to Boston, I was like in this massive hypomanic episode that literally lasted for like two months. It was crazy. <laughs> and I just did some things that like went against my moral code, I guess, or like things that I wouldn't normally do. And... <laughs> I don't know the type of person I normally am is kind of I'm like an introverted extrovert I would say but okay. I was just basically like could not see who I truly was at the core because when you're in a, like different episodes your mood changes right so then your emotions change and then what you're like our emotions are messages that basically tell us what we're like how we're gonna you know go about our day and what we're gonna do and so when that gets altered it's like reality is almost altered in a sense mm-hmm. And I was just struggling with trying to figure out, well, who am I actually? And I think something that's, you know, always been consistent for me has been my ability to write. Like, it's just been there. So I've been identifying with that a lot. And I try to hold on to that and say, no, like, this is stable. Like, no matter what mood you're in, like, this is here for you. And, like, that's a part of you. And that's never going to change. That's good. Consistency. Yeah. That's good consistency. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. It's okay. I was like, I just think this time I've just been really struggling with that. And I was like, 
this is me. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm talented. Like I hear that a lot. So I'm like, okay, I just need to go and do this. And like, this is me. And get over and done. Yes. Good. Yeah. I shouldn't have to hide that. Like I want to share it. So. So I'll be expecting you to go to more open mics. Yes. Yes. There's one every month there and I'm definitely going to go to the next one again. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. And the poem that you read that night, uh, do you mind sharing the name of it? Yeah, sure. I actually read three of them because they gave us five minutes to do as many as Oh, okay, nice. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So um, share all three. Sure, yeah. The first one is called Obsidian. Um, Mm -hmm. The second one is High. And the third one was Fact Fiction. Okay, so give us a little synopsis about each poem if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, so Obsidian is basically, I don't know where I got this idea from, but I used to go to like a bunch of camps when I was a kid, because I'm such a science person, (laughs) and um, there are all these different rocks, and I don't know, I just, like, would always pick up obsidian, was, like, obsessed with it, so I guess maybe that's where I got the idea from, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's just this idea, because, like, I've been with my boyfriend for a while, but I've just had a lot of struggles with my mental health, and, like, I just start thinking to myself, well, like, what if he, like, literally the first line is, like, I'm scared you're going to wake up one day and realize you've been settling for obsidian. And because I personally love obsidian. It's like, I want to love myself, but a lot of people think it's kind of like this is another rock or like, don't care about it as much. And so it's kind of this idea that like, I'm scared that you're better. You're going to realize that one day and like leave. Mm-hmm. So it's really pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping this is one of the poems we hear later. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually showed it to my boyfriend one day and he said, but I've always liked obsidian. Because <laughs> the last <laughs> The last, it was really cute. I like, I cried. <laughs> the last, oh. uh, yeah, the last line of it, I think it was like, I would understand if I wasn't the piece of gold you were hoping to discover. And he was like, no, oh. like, I like obsidian more than gold. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So, save this, save it. I don't want to hear anymore. I want okay. save this. Okay. I want okay. to be surprised. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And then, um, <laughs> So then, so that's kind of the issue. So high and fact fiction are kind of about a situation I was in about, like, I want to say two months ago. Um, Like, my boyfriend and I have an amazing relationship, but sometimes, like, he has his mental health struggles, too. And Mm -hmm. I had just moved to the city by myself. Like, I mean, my cousin's here. I had a couple friends. But, you know, it's just terrifying. (laughs) And I felt like he was not there. He wasn't wanting to FaceTime. And, like, we had just lived together last year. So I was going from that to love my anxiety basically convinced me that like he did not care about me or love me anymore, which I know is like completely illogical and like false at this point. But I um, ended up meeting this guy at a coffee shop and he like, we just clicked instantly, like the most insane, like attraction and connection I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. (laughs) And like, I've never felt so comfortable with somebody before and talked about like experiences and realized we've literally gone through like the same stuff. And his mom, like, very similar to mine. I swear they almost look the same. It's scary. Um, oh, it's you, <laughs> but in a guy version. Yes. Except, yes, except the problem is that we're not compatible because he, we've gone through similar stuff, but he internalized it or externalized it differently because he thrives in chaos and, like, I need the control. Ooh. So, yeah, it's, it, it was rough. Um, but anyways, like, I just made a really stupid decision because I was in a hypomanic episode and I was like, Hey, like I, we just like hung out the whole entire day and mm-hmm. like I ended up bringing him back to my roof and um, 
there are people. You don't need to share. You, you need to share it if you don't feel comfortable no, sharing. Like good processing it and like saying it out loud and accepting it because I was like uh-huh. really like angry at myself for a while, like mm-hmm. hating myself. But I mean, I ended up like cheating with him, mm-hmm. um, and I was really like really like upset about that. But the problem is, is I like recognized how I was feeling was like also coming from a place of like my anxiety and also like normal human emotion. So I've forgiven myself for it. Um, and my boyfriend's forgiven me. Um, but I mean, we talked about it. He's like, I don't blame you for it. I knew how you were feeling and I didn't do enough to make you like feel loved. And okay. we've just kind of decided to move past it. But still, I think part of me is always going to care about him, this guy, mm-hmm. because he was there when the person I loved the most wasn't. And I was feeling so alone. And um, we just clicked so well. Like, I right. started falling for him. And I was like, this is not good. But it was almost like I was dating him for, like, a month. And you could say mm-hmm. month isn't, a, like, a long time. But it's still, like, we were very intimate. And, like, I felt like I knew him. And then he just kind of, like he did not want to have a relationship because of his own issues and because he's leaving for Nashville in a couple months. Uh, mm-hmm. he's there. So, um, yeah, that was just like, it was just a big piece of like, I really like this person. He's not good for me. And I can't be with him because it's not fair to my boyfriend. Um, right. But I, like, I think the big thing too, is I really like singing. I'm not like anything like special when it comes to singing but I think I'm decent I enjoy it right and I really have always wanted to take singing lessons like ever since I was a kid and my mom always discouraged it and told me I had like a horrible voice and so then this guy comes along who like is absolutely amazing and like writes his own songs and brings his guitar like the first day I met him and like starts singing to me (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and he encouraged me to start singing with him and I like don't like singing in front of people and we went to the public gardens and just like sang and like I was like whoa how did how did this happen <laughs> I just it, and he told me like how beautiful my voice was and so it's just it was something I feel like I was lacking like because I never felt comfortable singing in front of my boyfriend okay. um, and I don't know why actually <laughs> just maybe because he never like realized that it was something I enjoyed and like didn't support okay. it as much but I just realized, like, I don't know what it is about this guy, but, like, I... It was intense. It was intense. Yeah. And so, basically, high and fact fiction are, like, about that. (laughs) Right. Um, Those experiences you had with him. Yeah. And it was almost, like, with high, it was almost, like, it was, like, a drug. Like, literally, I was, like, I still want to talk to you. Like, I need you in my life. Even though I don't need him. I shouldn't say I need him. I want him. And I shouldn't... I I feel like I shouldn't want that. (laughs) Um, and he's the other one is kind of this idea of he always said that he would be there for me and care about me despite the circumstances mm-hmm. but he is so busy right now and I don't know like I try not to personalize it but it's still one of those things where I'm like okay if you actually cared about me as much as you said you did why are you like disappearing and not responding to me mm-hmm. because right. we're on terms right now like I am the type of person where I'm like I need closure or I need to like make sure that like I someone doesn't hate me because I don't want to hold on to that right yeah like we're fine it's just that I, I don't know I don't know how to explain it sorry I'm like rambling. no no I get it no no you're not rambling <laughs> yeah. you're expressing how you feel and it makes sense yeah. um I think I think it's a it's natural for humans to want closure 
Yeah, I, I do, and I and I think sometimes in life, way life works out. Whether you, be, whether people believe in karma and stuff like that, not necessarily karma, but things happen for a reason. Is what yeah. I meant to say. I agree. I think sometimes stronger. Mm-hmm. In- yeah. So. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I believe it do too. Because hey, you and your boyfriend are fine. You guys are working to make sure that everything works out between you guys efficiently and successfully. Exactly. And I think what this guy was supposed to. This is not like a Dr. Phil moment. This is just like what I'm saying. This is not what a Dr. Phil moment. It's like, I just think he was brought into your life to just show you that there's other people who go through the same struggle as you. Yeah. I think that's what it was. For sure. And maybe closure, maybe you don't need the closure. Maybe that's also what it is. Maybe it's just life showing you that if you guys did try to make it work, it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I would not have. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I think it might, it might have been, like, two fires, two matches. Yeah, well, that's actually, like, I, like, write letter poems, too, because that's kind of, I want to write a book and, like, have them all be in letter form. Oh, save this. Oh, no, no, save, save. Oh, no, no, save this for later. Tell us about okay, the project okay. later. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm no, no, don't. Don't be sorry. No, no, don't um, be sorry. Yeah, but I have, like, a line about that, like, yeah. it was one of my letters, like about like flames and stuff yeah <laughs> no, no, so, okay we, i definitely want to hear about this later yeah <laughs> no no don't ever be sorry please don't i'm just like this is just so much like it's good stuff i want to hear about it like so we got something else juicy for our audience to listen to yes um oh my god i lost my train of thought i'm sorry <laughs> this these two matches fires okay i don't even know what we were talking about yeah well i ran, this into, him. I ran into him my first day of school like i was going to get coffee with a group of friends and I'm at the tea, and I turn around, and he's there. <laughs> After I oh. hadn't talked to him, and that was insane. So like, and how I, that? Life's crazy. How 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 did it go? It was crazy. Yeah, it, he kind of just like grabbed my arm and like pulled me in the corner and was like, "I'm so sorry, like I hadn't talked to you because we were supposed to meet up again and like just say goodbye, um, so I could hmm. focus on school and like get that out of the way." But he like just didn't. He I called him, texted him, and he just like completely ghosted me. So. I, I hadn't talked to him and then I see him and he was just kind of like I didn't he got to the point where he was feeling like a bad person and he was like I didn't know if your boyfriend knew that we were going to be saying goodbye and I was like no I told him and he was okay with it and wants what like wants me to be okay and feel okay and understands the situation um I'm really lucky with him like he's a great guy but that's good yeah but he was like no I just want you to be happy and I'm always going to care about you and I really like you so and I know I can't be with you so um he was just kind of like I didn't I also didn't want to like lead you on or like just didn't want there to be another situation happening again but right. he was like if you do want to see like I'm always here I'm not going anywhere and just gave me a really big hug and then we said goodbye and it was kind of like this like movie moment <laughs> oh it sounds like a movie moment I feel the like protagonist my- walks away from her I don't know <laughs> from her from this guy <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh, my life, my whole life is out of a movie. I've heard that so many times, and I, I do agree with it. <laughs> well, there you go. You have some material for your project to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know if you want to take a break now and yeah, do my what you got to do. Yeah, 1%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do what you got to do. Um. Let me know when you're ready to talk back on. Okay, cool. All good. right, so all right, thank you so much again. I'll hear from you soon. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. Hello. Hi. Hey, welcome back. 
Thank you. Got a phone charger. <laughs> you okay? How's how's the weather outside? Decent? Yeah, it's actually not too bad. It's really like overcast, but not too cold. Really, it's like cats and dogs over here. <laughs> <laughs> like cats and dogs, just like thunderous side. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I don't want to just jump right back into the serious talk. So let's take a little sidetrack a little bit and let's talk about spooky season. October spooky season. Oh, okay. I love I love October. I don't know how you feel about October, but I love Halloween. I'm not. I love preparing for it. <laughs> biggest fan of Halloween, but oh. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm just gonna ask you, like, what was your favorite horror movie or something? If you oh, have one. Movie. Um, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> ah, Hannibal Lecter. Oh my goodness, what about him? I don't what about know. him gets you. I don't know. I just like like profiles and people like that or like i don't know psychological thrillers <laughs> oh okay okay so, so so would that be your number one um hmm. yeah i don't know if this like i mean this is definitely a psychological thriller it's not like your typical like movie that you think of when you think like harm halloween movie but i don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen shutter island i've seen with leonardo yes oh my goodness he should have gotten an emmy for that but you know Oh, I, I know. I'm so self <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I don't know, but I don't know. That poor man. He had yeah. to literally go hunting beers to get an Emmy. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so name three more movies that you like, three just for the sake of it. Yeah, like, three more, if you had. Or, like, just in general? No, in general, you could do in general. For in, general. in the spirit of Halloween, doesn't matter. Ooh, okay, so my all-time favorite movie, and I mean, technically, this could be incorporating to Halloween, if in a way, because she's like, dressing up but um i don't know in 27 dresses 27 dresses have i seen that i don't recall seeing that Anne hathaway uh not Anne hathaway kathleen heigl oh no can't say i've seen the wrong okay. person <laughs> no worries no worries but like that's probably like my all-time favorite movie it's just so like light-hearted and like i don't know i, I just love it so much. <laughs> very comedy i'm assuming comedy right yeah um, okay, okay. What's another one? So this one actually, I'm trying to, I cannot remember the name. I have to look this up. Like, I really no. like but I don't know, it's... No, it's fine. What was it about, at least? Tell us what it's about. Oh, no, I feel like we lost connection again. Oh, you're cutting out again. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Now I can, yeah. Oh my goodness, but I say I don't know the connection. <laughs> no worries. See, it, when I get money, I'm actually just fly everybody out <laughs> and be like, instead of having like doing like, this cool. over the over the <laughs> internet thing, it's too much for me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen's movie, Love Actually. Love Actually? Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. heard of it. <laughs> really cute. It's like okay, little... I'm writing all of the... Okay, I'm writing all of these down, so I'll make sure to like watch it later. <laughs> so twenty seven dresses, love actually. Okay. Yes. Um what else do I like? I don't know. Like I I don't really have that many like favorite movies, but just like lighthearted ones. Um like, I can, I can go from literally like watching serious like serial killer stuff to like really lighthearted, like cute, like rom coms. I love rom coms. Um oh, I don't know goodness. if you I am know... like a horror fanatic. Okay, okay. Do you know who um, Noah Centineo is? I feel like I've seen his face. Okay, so he's in, like, all the Netflix, like, rom-coms. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he went, so 
even though I just tell you, I like went to that program where I did high school and college at the same time. Um, my, I went to like a normal high school in ninth grade. So, okay, good. um, (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, he went to my school or that school for like, well, he he was a couple years above me. So I like did not know he existed. Um, but yeah, I found that out. And then it was so funny because my friend was like, oh, you should watch this movie like with him in it. If you like rom-coms. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. It was called swiped. It's really stupid. I don't recommend it all, but um don't it recommend was... it okay <laughs> no. so don't watch this it's very stupid <laughs> but it was filmed at my university where I went to undergrad so oh, I thought nice. that was hilarious <laughs> so he went you went to high school with this dude and he filmed it at your university yes yeah, so funny <laughs> wow you can't get rid of him can you can't even if you want to never met him like, right oh, and, then, and then I have a friend a newer friend who I made here who goes to um my school's undergrad and he mm-hmm. looks like him and I literally told him, I was like, you know, you look like him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. But I was like, okay. <laughs> like, guess like Probably like his secret brother. Probably like his secret brother he doesn't know about yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, probably. It's so, probably. It's so funny because I feel like I have like a bunch of friends who I feel like look like celebrities. And That's so good. then I'm, it's like <laughs> weird. It. <laughs> like, I have a friend who looks like Josh Hutcherson. I have two friends who look like Dave Franco. And I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> it could so... get you into free stuff, of course. <laughs> Use that to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, well, then I don't have a celebrity lookalike. And everyone's like, I've gotten, have you seen Gilmore Girls? Yes. Okay, so I've gotten that I kind of look like Rory a little bit because, like, I have the same color hair oh. and blue eyes and oh, bangs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, or Zoe de Chanel, like, from New Girl. So I've gotten. Really? Both. Yeah. I think it's the hair and the eyes, but. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, hey, it counts for something, I guess. <laughs> so we're so we're kind of getting at a general gist of what you look like. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Good. So there you go, guys. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So thank you for sharing that. Your top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your top rom coms. <laughs> yeah. And your top serial killer movie. We appreciate that. <laughs> or psychological thriller. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you want to hop into doing the spoken word piece. Oh yeah yeah sure. Um, you want to talk us a little bit about which one you're going to do, and um, hmm, let's have okay. Well, I told you about the three, so I'm like wondering what you would be most interested in because I, like I really want to hear. I really want to hear the first one you told me. Obsidian, about. Um, Obsidian, and I want to hear about High. High, okay, gotcha. Actually, just do all those three that all year. three of them. Okay, all three. Sure, sure. Because we have no time limit. Um, it's really okay. until when you're done. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so whenever so, you're ready. All right, this is Obsidian. I'm scared you're going to wake up one day and realize you've been settling for obsidian. I might have an iridescent chime, but I am forged from a natural disaster, and I cannot control when I will erupt. I might appear to be a rainbow in the light, but I am a dark prism at the core. I might remind you of a snowflake, but I can cut deep like a fallen icicle. You might still want obsidian, but I wouldn't blame you if I wasn't the gold you were hoping to discover. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that one's that. That's that one. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear the snaps. (laughs) Yes, I hear it. (laughs) Good, good, good. Thank you. So we'll really dwell. I think you spoke about Obsidian. Yeah. We, yeah, we spoke about Obsidian in the yeah. gist of it. Okay. It All of these poems we talk about. Mm-hmm. I like it. And this is, Thank this you. is my top. Okay. I'll, I'll hear the other two. Go on, go on. I want okay. to be surprised. <laughs> okay. So then let me find it. Like my poetry folder. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Take your time. Okay. So this is high. Your smile was a drug and your touch was the dealer. You wrapped your arms around me and watched me take hit after hit until you realized that I was chasing the wrong kind of high. Craving you comes in waves, and tonight I'm drowning in what ifs. If losing you means crashing down, then maybe I don't want to be clean. That was high. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was high. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for the last one. Okay. And then the last one is fact fiction. Fact. You gently kissed my forehead, and in that moment, I had faith that you were mine. Fiction. I was yours. Fact. We interlaced our fingers and twiddled our thumbs. Fiction. I held your heart in my hands. Fact. You stripped me of my integrity. Fiction. I undressed your soul. Fact. You were scared of getting hurt, but I felt your pain. Fiction. You ripped the bandaid off slowly. Fact. I fell for you. Fiction. You fell for me. And that's that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Those are really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Those I are really like enjoyed my it. I think <laughs> they're, I, they're, they're very short. Yeah, those think... are my very short ones. But I have, like, much longer ones. It's just, like, I don't know. They're long. <laughs> no, no, no. So no, I didn't no, want to read them. It... No, no, You could have read whatever you wanted to, whatever your, felt, your heart felt contented to read, honestly. It's okay. just, I think those really didn't need to be long. They encapsulated everything you needed yeah. to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the one high and um, fact and fiction, mm-hmm. I think that really encapsulated your relationship with um, Mr. Fella. We'll, ne- we'll name him Mr. Fella. And, I um, can't give you the initial because that's like how I operate like with my page because it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind like giving my normal handle like for Instagram. It's fine. But um, like just in general, I've always just been like S like to be mysterious. <laughs> no, so... that's totally fine. <laughs> You can just call him Jay. That's what I do in my like okay, when I write Jay. the letters and stuff. Yeah. Okay, Jay. Okay. Even though, isn't that your thing? Like, the... yeah, Jay. That <laughs> That's so we'll funny. Call him Jay. We'll call him Jay too. Okay. There we go, Mr. J. Mr. J. Like the joke, <laughs> Mr. J. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I really hope you do go to more open mics. Thank you. I appreciate. And read <laughs> your much longer pieces. Yes, I. I'm a little like nervous for those, like in front of large group of people. I don't know. I just Why feel is like that? I have is to it, my way into it. <laughs> is it more feel? Is it like more? Is it invoking more emotions? What's it invoking? Yeah. So just because, like, with the letter poems, it's like getting like everything out, and it's more of like a. Even though there is like metaphors and it is like poetry, it's mm-hmm. more like it, there's like things that are direct, to, like to the person in a way, mm-hmm. and it's just like very. I don't know in your face kind of like I literally have like a line in one of them and it was like we said good like we said it goodbye yet again but you and I both know our goodbyes are as fake as you (laughs) like it's very like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's okay yeah it's okay (laughs) yeah I guess it's just one of those things where I was like I don't know like I don't know just like saying that out loud and like everyone like the whole poem it would be like like I, I don't I don't know I don't have a word for it I am at loss of words right now no it's totally <laughs> fun I think I think we'll get you comfortable enough to go reading those poems I think um those letter poems I think stuff yeah. like that people need to hear yeah no, you'll be surprised sure. how people would be like yeah I dig that line 120 percent I'm gonna use that next time yeah no definitely I mean it's just I think it's more of like the letter ones have like I mean they all have like raw emotion but it's just stuff that like like certain, I guess certain ones I'd be more comfortable reading, and then there's other ones that are just like so more personal. Like, yeah, so much so that it's like I'm scared that if I like said this out loud, I, I don't know that like part of me would be out in the open. That's just kind of terrifying. Right. Like, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty open to like, you know, sharing things about myself if I think that people can relate or it will help other people. Um, and I can be like an open book, but there are like just like with everybody, I'm sure there are certain things where I'm like, they'd rather tell not you this. share as yet, yeah, but... like <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, you're you gonna say something, and I, I want to piggyback. Oh, okay. If you tell this, what if, if you tell them this, what they look at you different? 
Ah, uh, maybe, maybe that could be it. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. You said that. I'm like, 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 I don't know. As a poet, I've grown. I'm not that much older than you. So How old are you? If you don't mind. Twenty five. No, no. Oh, okay. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, cool. And um, it's just um, I've grown not to care what people think about me. Yeah. I, and I'm that that's took. That. Yeah, trust me, we'll get you there. But everyone, <laughs> but, but like the Easter Mount, yeah. But but know people feel a lot more but i've gotten to the point in my life which is like i think i was that way for a really long time it's like you accept me as i am and if you don't that's tough luck on you because i accept people yeah as they are and um and uh i think it's interesting that you said that honestly because there are certain parts of ourselves we don't want to share or not willing to share yeah there's there's like like little skeletons we've hidden in the closet and they're they're still jiggling they're like we'll come out soon just not yet (laughs) yeah I mean Um, it took me a long time to like be open about my mental illness and I still struggle with it because like I'm in a mental like health counseling program and I mean I had a guy in my class who like we were doing a thing on like uh depressive episodes and he had to like do a piece on a guy who has major depression and Mm -hmm. he literally was like oh I also have this disorder and I was like whoa okay like wow I can't believe you just told the whole class that kind of thing because I told some of my professors about my stuff but not the whole class so I was like wow I'm like in all of that and like I went up and like thanked him for it but Mm -hmm. it's like if I'm not like directly in front of a group of people who like are my colleagues like I don't want them to think oh like you have mental illness like that means you're not going to be capable of doing x y and therapist yeah but it's like I think that makes like gives me a strength because I know what my clients are going through um or, like, can relate to them more. I mean, you never know for sure what someone's going through. But, I mean, like, right. I can just relate more. <laughs> right, right. Um, you connect to them on, on an emotional level because yeah. you, you get it. Exactly, exactly. And I know what the system's like. And the mental health system right now is really fucked up. <laughs> so, like, right. I share no. the struggle. <laughs> right. No, I get that 100%. So, talking about mental illness, I know you yeah. said you're, you're getting this degree in it, this master's degree in it. Um, mm-hmm. What is some advice you can give to people who are suffering yeah. with mental illnesses? Yeah, you just have to give yourself credit for the small things. Um, okay. It's so, like, easy to say that. But, like, sometimes people are, like, and, like, try not to compare yourself to other people because mm-hmm. I feel like I'll, like, look around and be like, oh, well, you know, I got out of bed today and this other person, like, that I know, my friend who might have, like, depression as well, like, you know, couldn't get out of bed. So, therefore, I'm not struggling. And it's, right. like no like you can't compare struggles like everyone feels things differently and something that might be a simple stressor like a little stressor to somebody could be like a huge deal to somebody else you never know and it's just kind of like being able to like say all right yeah I got out of bed today I'm still struggling just because like you know even if I couldn't get out of bed but um like I'm proud of myself for this and I'm gonna have good days and I'm gonna have bad days but just the little things being like hey you did that like good for you that's awesome right so give yourself kudos when it's given yeah exactly okay and i know you're talking about um once you do get into the profession you're thinking about different creative therapy so can you talk a little bit about that and how would you do it your way yeah so i saw like i mean i didn't love living in pennsylvania during my gap year last year i mean i loved living with my boyfriend but just the area was like middle of nowhere dinky town i hated it right (laughs) but my therapist there like i got so lucky like she was amazing and she like this is when i started writing and i told her like i started writing again she's like can you read some of them and i was like i don't feel comfortable reading it out loud but i was like here you read it i'm gonna look away (laughs) and she highlighted some words and she's like you emphasize this word a lot or you use this word a lot 
And she's like, there's a theme going on here. Let's figure out what this means for you. And I was like, wow, that actually makes sense. Because like everything going on in my brain is like now on paper. It's like, yeah, that that makes so much sense. And I feel like some people have a hard time formulating how they're feeling or like saying out loud, like, this is the emotion that I'm feeling. But then if you have a creative format, like a way of expressing it, then like you could give me a paper, you could play a song and I'll listen to that and be able to pull from it. And in therapy, we have like a word we use called subceive, which means mm-hmm. not to just listen for content, but to like find and pull out the underlying like message that's underneath it. Okay. And so I feel like that's kind of like like what happens when you're creative and you create art. So I want to be able to individualize therapy too, because obviously everyone's different. We all have different interests. It's not a one size fit all or fits mm-hmm. all. And so I want to be able to do that and say, hey, if your interest is poetry or just writing in general, bring it in, bring in your short stories. Let's talk about it for you and like go through it and like highlight some themes and like talk about what that means to you or like help you get to the root of it because you can't like have any change unless you recognize what's wrong in the first place. And some people don't even know where to start. They're like, oh, well, I'm having this problem, but I don't know why. Well, let's pull from your work and there could be a hidden message there. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's like clues scattered everywhere. Get to feel like a detective. Right. Right. (laughs) So you'd be discovering things with that person. Yeah, exactly. And I think getting to do that and like sit with them in that moment is like going to be such a privilege and so incredible. So, yeah, I want to do that. Animals too. Like I want to incorporate animals, but you know, some people don't like animals and that's cool. Like if you don't like them, we don't have to have them. But if you have a dog, bring in your dog. And if you want me to bring in my dog, I'll bring in my dog. I mean, future dog. I don't have one. Right. Right, Of course. Of course. (laughs) But yeah, I have a bearded dragon. So (laughs) a bearded dragon. Oh, yeah. Lizard. Lizard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, she's all um... kudos to you. All kudos to you for that. She's pretty great. I mean, I okay, so I got her during a hypomanic episode, and I didn't uh-huh. know where, like, what enta- like what was entailed in, like, taking care of her, and I have to give her bugs. So I really, really don't like that. But I adore her, and she's, like, my emotional support animal, and she'll literally just, like, cuddle up and, like, fall asleep on my oh. shoulder. So she's adorable. So, I love her so, so much. So she helps you through your through your manics. Uh, I'm sorry. What, what was right. the word for I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to so say I was it saying wrong. that It's okay. No, I was saying I got her, like, during a hypomanic episode where, like, you know, you're not thinking straight. Episode. Yeah. Okay. But she helps a lot. I mean, she'll, she doesn't really help with that because there's nothing she can really do for it. Right, right. But, like, no, with no. my anxiety because it's, like, I don't know if you've um, heard of grounding. Like, no, when you I try don't. to, like, ground yourself in reality to get out of your head. So, like, you could touch okay. things, feel things, like, just changing, like, or reacting to the stimulus. So, for her, for me, it's, like, just petting her is, like, touching her and be like, this is what's real. That's and, like, good. it just helps calm oh, me wow. down because animals can help lower blood pressure, too. Nice. I have a cat. I don't think oh, he cool. does. I think he gives me high blood pressure. Oh, oh. Like, every, <laughs> every animal's different. I had a cat last year, too, and she was crazy, so. Um, I'm, don't get me wrong. I love him to death. He's, his name is Simba, and, uh. Don't get me wrong. He knows when I have, like, uh, when I'm upset, like, he'll come around and... Yeah. I think they sense when something's wrong. They do. So he'll come around, all of a sudden, he'll he'll be all nice and cute and cuddly. Next minute, he's, like, running around like a madman around the house. That was my cat last year. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, cats. So maybe it's good to have a nice, calming animal. Yeah. She's very easy. Oh, that's good. So... uh, I never... What does bearded dragon look like? I have to look that up. (laughs) I have to to look that up. Yeah, they're... 
Yeah, they they're from the Australian deserts. <laughs> oh, and then they just ship them over to, in like our pet stores. Um, they don't like ship them over. I mean, they breed them now. Um, I did not oh. get mine at like a normal pet store. I got her at like a reptile breeder. Um, okay. Yeah, because I don't like with the pet stores, you don't really know how they're like taking care of them, and they could get diseases. So oh, I see. Well, something <laughs> I learned. Yeah, new. I learned. Thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I'm coughing. I'm like getting over it. No, 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 no. <clears throat> get some water. <laughs> it's a big H2O. Yes, need to drink more. Um, um, no, I mean, go drink some if you need some. <laughs> oh, no, I'm okay right now. I'm just saying, like, in general. <laughs> oh, I'm like, go get some. I'm saying, I'm saying no, I'm like, in asshole. general, I really need to be drinking more water. <laughs> okay, I'm like, uh, I was trying to be an asshole when I said that. I was like, go, go, go. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, So since we're talking about, you know, what you like to be as a therapist and your different creative um, venues that you've, uh, revenues that you'd like to take, what are some future projects that you've been thinking about with your writing? Yeah, so I find that I kind of do have a general format of how I write, but then also I change it around a bit. Like with fact fiction, it was like fact mm-hmm. fiction, fact fiction. So like right. I do stuff like that and I like have all different kinds of formats. But I something I just really love is like my letter poems. And even the poems that haven't like started as letters, I've kind of decided I want to go back and like just write dear S on all of them. Because in right. a way I'm writing them to myself. Or if I'm writing it for my mom, it could be, like, dear, like, M. <laughs> I would use right. dear B because of her first name. Because her first name begins with a B. But okay. my best friend's name also begins with a B. So I'm, like, I'm just so going to use hard. M for mom. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. So, yeah, just, like, certain things like that. I just really love the concept of letters. I'm such an old soul. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and no, so I good. like the typewriter font, too. It's kind of my thing. Um, okay, and so I'm hoping... Writers. Yes, I'm hoping that I actually get a type rod, typewriter for Christmas. Like, I really, really want one. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll write yeah. that on my Christmas list, typewriter. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. I just want to do the letters, and I'm hoping that I can publish a book. I mean, I keep hearing from everyone. They're like, you have to publish. I was like, I really want to. That would be so cool. I'm just kind of like, you know, slowly collecting homes. And I, it's not my main focus, because, like, obviously, I need to focus on school. But, right, um, of course. I don't know. It's... I, you know, it's going to be a slow process, but when I feel like I'm ready to put it's it ready. out there, I, yeah, right, you'll then, do I, it. then I will. <laughs> okay. So do you see yourself writing more after? Because I really want to see this book as well, a collection of poems, just yeah, you know, expressing aww. everything you got to express. <laughs> I'd be definitely, would love to be one of those people to read it. Um, would you see yourself <laughs> writing more in the long run? Yeah, no, I just want this to be continuous because I feel like I'm going to continue to grow as a person and experience new things. So I'm sure I'll have new content to work with, especially with my life. Like, there's always something. I can't catch a break. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure I'll have a lot. Um, But I haven't decided if, like, how I want to organize it yet. Like, if I want to do, like, one book with a bunch of stuff um, because – like, I've, I've been thinking maybe, like, one book should be Dear S, and then another book could be, like, Dear L from my boyfriend, and, like, right. have one book per person with, like, all different letters, mm-hmm. or if I should just do a collection of, like, of anonymous letters, kind of. I don't know yet. So the sky's <laughs> the limit on that one. Yeah, trying to figure it out. We'll have a conversation privately about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think all that is really awesome i hope you definitely do do it and <clears throat> so this is such a sidetrack of um do you only write poetry yeah i only write poetry <laughs> only write I've, poetry uh, okay i've tried to write short stories and it's just not my thing i mean although i had a creative writing class i took in ninth grade when i was at like normal <laughs> school right. and i wrote like a screenplay 
And it was like I love a how mystery, you say normal like, school. <laughs> normal school. Normal school, because everything else is abnormal. <laughs> For me, pretty much, yeah. I'm I literally sorry. said to I, my I'm therapist. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've literally said to my therapist, like one of my biggest fears is like being seen as an like an ordinary because like everything about me is like an ordinary. Right. So she was like, she's like, I don't think you even have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't think you do. Yeah, I think she's right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, fair enough um but yeah like uh, i don't know your screen, you know your screenplay that. your screenplay. The screenplay yeah like yes. it was like this like criminal like investigation i don't even know it was really bad i feel like i doubt it was bad i just i feel like i'm better at like just i'm very emotionally intelligent i feel like and so mm-hmm. that's where this stuff comes from and like mm-hmm. i do have that creativity too that like kind of it all ties together but like with writing like fiction like that's not about me like and just like random characters and right. stuff. I I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like I can't do it. Like I forget about it. it. Okay. I can analyze it. Like if you like give me like a character, I'll be like, okay, this is what's going on here. But um, and that's what I do with like my papers for school. <laughs> like I'm very good at writing papers. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like you said, you're just... academic. You're an academic. Yeah. So you're gonna exactly. be a teacher. I, I see it happening in the long run. Uh, I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just saying. I no, no, it's okay. it. I, I feel it in my bones. Maybe. Not now. Interesting. I did tutor for a long time um, when I was in college, but I just, like, I, I'm decent at it. I just, not, I don't know. I want to do clinical work for sure. Yeah. It's not your stick. I get it. Yeah. It's not, not your thing. So, so right now you're in the master's program. You're uh, first year, right? First year? Yeah. This is my first, first semester of first, it. <laughs> first semester. Right? Yeah. And you're enjoying every ounce of it. This is your... And so, maybe... yes and no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, yes, because it's, like, I know that, like, I just feel like every person has a story, and this, like, program really, like, highlights that and emphasizes that. And right. it's nice. It's, like, so nice, and they're very mental health positive overall. Um, but, it, like I said, I think I was saying earlier, it's been, like, a change, like, going from, the like, the facts, biology, to, like, liberal arts, very little, like, facts, because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So that's just been really challenging for me, and um, I'm doing well, supposedly, but, like, it's this is, like, an art of being able to ask questions. And when you use the wrong word, it can, like, change the meaning of the question. Oh, so, for, it's, yeah. So, they basically, I, I was reading the textbook, and there's one line that I liked, and it was, like, um, words are to uh, a therapist as a scalpel is to a surgeon. Mm, so that's interesting. Like, be, yeah. And you have to be very, like, careful. Very meticulous <laughs> on what, how you're very, saying yes, things. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I find that, like, with writing, like, I can write down words and I'm fine. But I can go back and edit it, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't really like this word. Let's change it. Let's put in another one. But yeah. when it, once you say it, it's, like, out there. And someone is, like, hearing it. And that's completely changing the perception of something. And that's okay. kind of terrifying to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It sounds a bit terrifying. Sounds a bit terrible. Yeah. So, so anything I've said throughout this, I hope I didn't offend you then. Oh, no. Not in the slightest. Oh, okay. Good. I'm like, okay, since you're saying this now, I'm a little worried. I'm like, I hope I didn't say anything that was like. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not in the slightest. Okay. Okay. No problem. Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And then I think it's hard. Like, I'm the youngest in my program. Um, and people have been super welcoming and stuff. But I still feel like it's hard because I, I, it seems very, like, I actually just came up with, like, the word that I like I don't know if I encapsulated it the best but I think it's very superficial like the bonds people are forming mm-hmm. because we're like I'll, I don't know how to put it like 
we all want to be there for each other and get to know each other but there's so many people and like every single class is with the same people the same 36 people right and um it's hard like so many that like how do you get to know people individually mm-hmm. I mean I've, I've made a couple of friends but it's just it's hard to feel like really like deeply connected to them instead of talking like on the surface and be like oh I like your hair and it's like thanks like thank you so much right like, do you think it's competitive is that what like, it is not really competitive um I don't think it's necessarily competitive no one like flaunts anything and people okay. are really helpful with each other I, like in sending stuff like studying and no it's nice it's just still it seems superficial and I like to like get to know people on like a deeper level right. and so we have like a thing called process group which is like kind of like group therapy but with each other like in a smaller mm-hmm. group so we have to tell people like what's been going on in our lives and sometimes like you know some scary stuff that you don't want to like tell strangers but in a way they are strangers but they're not because we see them in our classes but right. they we don't really know them but right. yet they know stuff about us and like I feel like that can give somebody like a mental perception of another person that might not entirely be accurate or you're only knowing that person for their trauma right. which just kind of seems fucked up <laughs> right that's, so, it, that's a really interesting way of putting it right no, yeah so I don't like it I feel like really uncomfortable from it and I actually miss like the t- past two classes of it one because I was in Pennsylvania visiting my boyfriend right. and then but this week because um I just like slept through it I woke up to some really shitty text from my mom and I was like I'm not dealing with this today <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh boy it's one of those days oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so I'm like I just I was like I'm not gonna go there and talk about this because I'm not feeling comfortable so okay I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry no it's happened. okay it's okay it's all right <laughs> but oh boy I think I think there's pros and cons to everything it's just a change that I have to get used to it I mean if I still miss the biology I might go to med school after still I just I have time so I'm trying not to worry about it right I think you'll be an excellent doctor or psychiatrist whatever you. one yeah, you either or... you'll be in <laughs> whichever one you'll be in whether it's actual I don't know medicine or being psychiatrist I think you'd do well on either side thank you yeah <laughs> and um I know you have your midterm to finish studying for yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap this up. I hope you don't mind. Sounds I know. I, I know we could talk. I feel like we could talk for hours, honestly. Yeah, probably. I feel well, like I, we need to be friends. I, I, we, we, we could. I will definitely. We'll we'll exchange information. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for um, talking to us today and sharing a lot of your life and your stories with us mm-hmm. and your poetry. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, if you don't mind, you want to share your poetry Instagram handle as well yeah sure so it's s rights mm-hmm. um and then it's like three underscores three underscores yeah okay so and then <laughs> i gotta <laughs> physically write that out three underscores okay yeah and that's your um, writing one right that's my writing one then i don't mind sharing my regular one too. okay cool um did anything yeah. else you, would you like to finish off saying um no <laughs> no that's it so that's it she's yeah. got to study for her midterms guys so we're yes, cutting her yes. off. But thank you again so much for sharing this with us. Um, I'm going to call you S. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Well, I'm saying I could give like my normal one too because like I don't mind. Okay, so go. Thanks for it. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's S Walsh. Mm-hmm. So S. it's S W A L L S H and then it's 20. There you go. Yep. That's her Instagram handle. So thank you again. And I hope yeah. you pass that midterm with flying colors. Thank you. Me too. And we'll be <laughs> catching was... up and we'll be catching up in the future. We'll be doing this again. Yeah, so Sounds great. It was so nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you as well. And I hope you have a good night. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
so guys that wraps up episode 10 with our esteemed guest miss s um it was really great talking to her um hearing her stories and hearing about her life and how she connects to poetry and how she wants to make a difference in her community it's always great to talk to like-minded people and it's always great to understand and know that they're out there willing to share and willing to help so guys make sure to give her a shout out and make sure to go follow her pages and be sure to connect and collaborate if you guys ever want to or can um it'll be always great to connect with fellow artists like-minded poets just get out there go talk to everybody go talk to each other get out there network and connect guys that's how we make long-lasting connections that's how we expand our horizons every day um i'm just gonna keep talking because this episode was really long and um because the conversation was great that's why so guys look out for episode 11 about me talking about my one day trip to boston it should be out within the next week um next time you'll be joining we'll be having another guest coming on talking about their experiences um so guys again thank you so much for tuning into episode 10 with miss s um and thank you again for everything you guys and your support be sure to follow my social media it's at dj gray that's t-h-e-j-g-r-e-y and be sure to follow the gracings page as well it's t-h-e gray with an e-c and uh, we'll be sure to follow you back don't forget to tag us and all the work that you like to be see featured and also if you want to be talking the podcast with me someday that'd be awesome so guys, thank you again for checking out this episode and stay tuned for episode 11 about my Boston trip. Have an excellent night, guys, and until next time.